Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic, host of Bachelor Nation News. We got all of your entertainment and pop culture this afternoon on Bachelor Rush Hour. Come on, folks. A lot to get into today. The Bachelor Rush Hour podcast has never been so popular. Numbers are through the roof. Revenue is up. And boy, the drama has uh, really boiled over. Yesterday, and we're going to cover this a little bit today, yesterday, Clayton Eckert was in the courtroom uh, discussing an order of protection. I'm going to share what reality Steve has to say about it. And if there's any other information I want to add, I will. Of course... Because of my efforts to share the truth, that being both sides of the story, her evidence, his evidence, all the evidence, the fraud that exists and all of that. We've shown medical fraud. We don't know who committed it. Technically, we didn't watch anybody making it, but we know sonograms have been duplicated. It's a wild story. And we're going to share to our best of our abilities. But I'd be lying if I told you I am not being threatened with multiple lawsuits. I've received a cease and desist. I have received emails threatening to sue me for harassment and defamation, and I don't take those uh, things lightly. I will talk more about them in a second, uh, but first, let's go to what Reality Steve had to say regarding yesterday's bizarre court day might be the strangest day in Bachelor Nation history. Have a listen. Well, we got to get to the biggest story of yesterday. Biggest story of the year. Most of you probably don't know Clayton was in court yesterday in Maricopa County Superior Court. Basically, he had filed an order of protection against this woman who is saying that she is pregnant with his twins. She's been saying it ever since this story first broke. She's still saying it now five months into her pregnancy, saying she has twins and they are Clayton's. So he filed an order of protection against her. It got moved to Maricopa County Superior Court. It was filed uh, in Scottsdale City Court, which is what yesterday's hearing was about. He's trying to prove that she harassed him. 90 minutes, it was about 90 minutes, almost two hours yesterday that this case went on and it got extended or a continuation is going to be on November 2nd. So So that'll be next Thursday. Now, what's interesting here is that Clayton had no idea the case was being live streamed. I didn't know it was going to be live streamed. I'm kind of glad I didn't because I probably would have tried to live stream it myself. And I found out that while you could view the live stream publicly, you still can't share it. You have to watch it through their court site. So I watched it just like everybody else did. It was wild. So we've got... To wait a little bit more to get, um, you know, a, a, a maybe a finality to this. But unbeknownst to Clayton, which makes me think it was also unbeknownst to the accuser here, the woman involved, this was public. I watched the last 60 minutes of it. I, I was fascinated by the whole thing. Just absolutely fascinated. Now. I am not going to talk about it just yet. <laughs> I don't want to go there yet because it's not over. There still needs to be a lot done here because when they continue on November 2nd, Clayton gets to cross-examine her. Now, the thing with yesterday's hearing was Clayton represented himself. 
And you saw me maybe put it on my Instagram stories last night. Dave Neal started it, and I added to it because Clayton needs help. Clayton needs a lawyer, and Clayton needs someone. Clayton doesn't need to be the one to cross-examine this woman. I'm sure he's got a lot of stuff that he wants to say. I get it. But he's not a lawyer. He needs to leave this to a legal team. Basically, what you were able to watch online yesterday was Clayton in court, a judge. It was all on a Zoom that we were able to watch. We had a Zoom, a four-box Zoom. Clayton was in one box. The judge was in the other box. Her lawyer, who was present, was in another box, and she was at home. I don't know why she was at home. I didn't. I tuned in. Like I said, I only caught the last hour, and I believe this went about two hours. But I included Clayton, the, the link to the GoFundMe page that Dave Neal started last night, and he's looking to raise $2,500. As I sit here and record this, let me pull it up. I'm recording this right now at midnight central time. So by the time you hear it, it'll be, you know, almost seven hours old. We're already at $2,005. And I'm happy to report as I record this at 11.17 a.m. Pacific time the following morning that we're actually way above that. We've increased the goal to $5,000 and we've raised $3,800. Now, why is this important? Look, people can decide to donate if they want or if they don't want. That's up to them. But some of the some of the folks have commented saying he should have an emergency fund. It's like, oh, yeah, you know that emergency fund you keep for when you feel like you're allegedly in a fake paternity scandal or whatever? Now, look, uh, now is the time to be compassionate and maybe there's a teachable lesson later on, but he needs people's help. He needs to be in a fair fight. If he loses this over some semantic issue or whatever, guess what, folks? Guess who she's coming for next? That's right, your boy, Power Recapper, host of Bachelor Rush Hour podcast, a podcast that is far more successful than her podcast. <laughs> oh, that's a burn, right? Uh, object- objectively speaking, we've got a uh, much bigger audience, but we, uh, we don't need to be silenced. We don't need to worry about opening up our emails and find out we've got threatening legal notices that we are being sued for harassment and these different things. Like We don't need that. We need the truth. We need it shared publicly, and we need people to make up their own minds with that truth. Luckily, I do trust, for the most part, in the legal system. I just believe that Clayton needs all the weapons available at his, uh, you know, exp- at, at, at his disposal. And uh, hopefully he's able to get a lawyer to review what happened on the stream yesterday. And hopefully he can use that to better prepare himself for this coming Thursday. All right. Let me know what y'all think. In the comment section of this podcast, you can find the GoFundMe or you can see it on my Instagram. And yeah. I don't get a penny from his GoFundMe. Some people have wondered, oh, Dave, are you pocketing this money? Come on, you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. Um, How do I benefit from this? Like I said, if Clayton can prove his innocence, if he can go to court and a judge side with him, that is one step closer to me proving my innocence, my innocence in sharing the truth, in sharing the medical fraud that exists out there, in sharing all of these things. My guess is she doesn't actually want to take me to court. My guess is that would, you know, be something that would lead to more public uh, sort of, I don't know, knowledge of what the truth is. I don't harass her. I don't want anyone to harass her. I want Clayton to receive whatever vindication can come his way if we're going to assume he's been honest this whole time. 
I interviewed him this past week. As you guys know, I'm going to air it this Saturday. I've prepared the interview in case I need to air it sooner, but it looks like I can wait till this Saturday. Uh, there's nothing pressing in it that benefits him or anything like that. It's just Clayton talking about his time on the show. So we'll get to that this weekend. But in the meantime, how about a Taylor Swift update? I believe in a thing called love. Do you? Now, I'm not even a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm a loyal New England Patriots fan, uh, but I am a fan of love. And it looks like Taylor Swift may have found that with Travis Kelsey. Here's Travis Kelsey responding to his brother on a podcast regarding their relationship. Now, if you've lived under a rock and don't know this story, Travis Kelsey, a very popular, one of the best tight ends to ever play the game for the Kansas City Chiefs, shot his shot. He shot his shot. He shot his shot with one T Swift. I got to tell you this. What I loved most was some of the reporting that went down where I believe it was Travis Kelsey's father noticed that in the football suite while watching the game, she was helping clean up a lot of the, um, you know, empty beer bottles and trash and throwing them away. And he said she never got the memo uh, that she's a diva. So just a nice character witness of one Taylor Swift picking up beer bottles after, you know, she's now team wife team mom she's gonna be handing out you know juices and orange slices <laughs> gotta love it let's hear what travis kelsey has to say regarding his budding romance last thing for the chiefs game as we all saw on social media uh taylor was in attendance and it's turning out that it was good she was in attendance because they put your stats up when she's at the game and when she's not at the game i don't know if you're yeah. aware of this but when mm. T How Swift can I not be aware of this? Is at the game. You are averaging 99 yards. And when you are left with only your friends and uh, remaining family there, you are at 46.5 yards a game. As it, a, as it says I mean, in the in the edit or whatever it is, left to his own devices. <laughs> well put. Well put. It kinda, I, it's hard for me to wrap my head around that sentence, but yeah. Not only is social media noticing it, but it appears that Big Red is noticing it because he weighed in. <laughs> That's Andy's, right. Andy's, in his post-game press I love, conference. I love Coach Reed, man. What a guy. He was asked uh, about your big game, and his response was, Kelsey keeps getting better with time. Taylor can stay around all she wants. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. Listen, when you're, getting, when you're getting Big Red's approval and blessings, you know you're doing something right. All right. So that is Travis Kelsey responding to the fact that he is twice as good with Taylor Swift in attendance. I mean, hey, we all need a muse. Now, my question is, what kind of songs can uh, Taylor write about Travis? You know what I mean? Any touchdown dances coming uh, her way? That'd be fun to see. Uh, I personally can't wait to catch her concert. Um, don't know if I'm going to watch it in the theaters, though. I don't need to watch her uh, concert play out with a bunch of screaming ladies, uh, uh, but uh, I can watch that from the comfort of my own home. All right, well... Today's featured video, excuse me, clip that I'm sharing from a video, is on our YouTube channel, is Chris Harrison uh, talking with one of my original Dancing with the Stars crushes, Cheryl Burke. Uh, she's been around the block for a long time, and she was on the show since she was 21 years young, and uh, now she's, uh, I'm assuming, late 30s, if I do the math right, early 40s, and she discusses on how she was set to become the Bachelorette, and she believed that Chris Harrison 
blocked her a chance to be the bachelorette. Uh, is that true? Is that not true? Uh, let's have a listen to what they had to say. Dancing so much as producers, they they prey on and use the sexuality so much. That's such a huge part. But it's still of the show. Disney friendly. Why do you think that Dancing with the Stars was ever Disney friendly? It's never I don't been know. Disney. See, Just because you have a you Disney night, you literally see inside people's organs. Yeah. When they do the splits in those little tiny costumes. It's like, how, how? And this is what's funny is the Bachelor franchise and and Dance with the Stars are both on ABC owned by Disney. So they claim to be this like morally superior sort of network TV. We're here to find love. It's like you're banging in a yurt. Okay. You're doing the split. And by the way, I, I'm not, I don't care that they're doing skimpy dance moves on Dancing with the Stars. I think dancing is sexual. I think that's part of what it is. I have no problem with that. When I got rid of the bachelor world it's oh. you know, something i've been a part of for 20 years I can't, so again yeah. it's not positive or negative it just is what it is how is the grieving process though there you do it's you but go through how is yours it was difficult Hard. because mine was yeah. you know obviously i don't know if you heard it <laughs> no. was a bit of a shit show it got a little traumatic and it was kind of public yeah, kind of. Kind of. Yep. Um, and I mean, so, considering I don't watch TV and I still heard about it, like that is, <laughs> you, you know, you know that you're like huge then. Mine went very public. It got very nasty and got litigious and, and contentious and all those things. But how did you like, was it a shock to the system? It was a big traumatic experience because I've been sure. doing stuff for, for 20 years. I kind of thought I was probably going to continue on for a little bit longer anyway, I'd, I'd started to think about, okay, what's next and, and moving away from the show, but it wasn't time yet. And by the way, if anyone knows Cheryl Burke, I would love to get her on driving with Dave. I mean, wouldn't this be amazing? Let's do that. How when, many seasons when, did you do? I did. I don't know how many seasons I'm terrible about that. I did 20 years. How dare you don't know? Well, no, actually here's the problem. I did 19 and a half years. Uh. I wanted to get to 20. I was, my thing was when I get to 20 years, I'm, I'm probably going to step away. I'll figure out what this is, but obviously you, you know, nobody gets to leave typically on their own accord. I mean, I did. Speaking of Disney but. life, life's not a Disney movie. Is that how you left? Did you, you decide to leave? No, I, I decided, well, this is what I decided that I no longer want to be a pro dancer, Okay, but you know, I also want to evolve and Maybe host it, or judge. Right? Wouldn't that be natural? Like yeah. you would think, right? You're one of the I, biggest I've, stars. I've been the longest. I've been there the longest. You're one of the biggest right? stars to have ever come through that. And this is how it works, right? Like Derek Huff was a dancer. Now he's a judge. Uh, his sister uh, Huff, what's her name again? She is now a host. Dancing's exhausting. It's you get injured. I mean, it's they're really putting their bodies on the line. So I can understand why a lot of dancers want to evolve past the dancer world because you realize and you look at it and you go, hey, mid thirties is essentially retirement age for dancers. There are literal dancer support groups that exist in the SAG after community because, you know, they can really hurt themselves and they need to have an exit exit plan from there. So she said, you know, I wanted to be a host and she's beautiful. She's well spoken. I don't see why she wouldn't be a great host. That show. Regardless of star I mean it's just like loyal it's hard for me to separate the business yeah. and um, the personal because like these people are my family and yeah, or, but they're not, but they're not right. Yeah. But what's so hard is that like, they've seen me at my most vulnerable. Right. So, Oh God, there's so much I want to say, but I just no, can't no, get the myself di- into no, trouble. The, the difficult thing is my mouth. you do when you, when you work and this is not necessarily a knock on ABC or Disney or Warner who I worked for, but Partly what they want you to do as an employee, and this is if I owned a big company, I would want you to feel like you're a big of a big part, big, happy family. You're a part but of this that you're family. replaceable that 
Yes, but yeah, you don't get too comfortable because right, you are replaceable. Right. But hey, we want you to sacrifice everything. You wanted to walk away from professional dancing. Because, okay, first of all, I've been saying it for a while, but mm-hmm. also like I just, as an artist, honestly, just looking at like my potential and yeah. wanting to just grow. Like for me, this whole last year or two years, you know, since my separation and divorce and everything has been a huge growth growth in my life, just like growing period where I just want to evolve. And I can't walk away from my marriage and then walk away and not walk away from the show. Yeah. Because it's it's all similar, right? It's all coming from the same, I guess, need of wanting to evolve. And if that's with you, great. If it's not, great. But I'm moving on. And so... I'm going to guess, well, you wanted to stay. You wanted to stay. I as, wanted to stay as with host, another job title. Yeah. As a host or, or a judge. Mm-hmm. And, and they knew very much that I was wanting this for many years. My guess, I'm going to go out on a limb, okay. knowing the executives. And-, and by the way, she was married to Matthew Lawrence. Couple tied the knot on Thursday, May 23rd in San Diego in 2019, I believe. Uh, so anyway, that uh, I guess that relationship didn't work out. Uh, but either way, let's get Cheryl Burke to be the Bachelorette. Are you kidding me? I would love that. And especially the executive you were dealing with. My guess, promises were made. Absolutely, to, for many years. So promises were made to Cheryl Burke many times over. I know they were made to you about the Bachelor and Bachelorette and do, being on that People show. People are still talking about it. Yeah. I know. So I, I, Wait, I, I heard you block that. Did you not? No. Oh, I thought you did that. So Cheryl says regarding her becoming the bachelorette, I heard you cock blocked that. And he says, no, what? You put that on me? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like I have that much power. Someone said to me. Like I have the power to decide who the bachelor bachelorette is. No, I think they blamed it on you. Absolutely. That's funny. But it's also the beast that we work for, right? why? It's Hollywood. It's this business. They, because they are just as scared you know, everybody has a boss and those people are scared to death. And so it's just so everyone's the, living in fear. Yeah. And so what you're learning now and what I'm learning as we watch Clayton Eckerd's court case is how afraid people are. Everyone's afraid to discuss what's right. Everyone's afraid to discuss their opinions on things. People are afraid. Now, this isn't me saying, oh, cancel culture, man, everyone's afraid. But what you see is there is a time that we exist in where people's opinions can be swayed by what they think the public wants because they have a fear of kind of uh, losing. Everyone's just trying to, you know, out for themselves. And that's what we are as society. It's a bunch of humans trying to make the best decisions for ourselves. They, and look, they love being around the talent. They yeah, love being around the stars and they, they love to make promises, right? They get to walk in the room. They get to be the star of that room full of stars. And do you it's, think they really love to make promises that they can't keep? Like, I don't think I could do that as a human being. Well, I don't know if they necessarily love that. Like, they don't love lying. They love control. Well, I don't know if they even necessarily know they do it. I think it is almost a, you walk in a room full of stars and all of a sudden you are the star. Like all these people, all the dancers, when this person walks in and goes, oh, hey, you know, most Bob, of them don't know who he is. Yeah, Bob. and like, you hey, have chosen how you doing? another name. And so you walk in, and everyone knows this person, and he's actually popular, right? Right. In that moment, yeah. or she, whoever the yes. executive is at that time, and yeah, they're going to make promises to you because it makes you happy. They're just saying things to placate you and make you happy because they need to get you to want to sacrifice. If I tell Cheryl, hey, you're going to be host or judge. Trust me. Like everybody loves you. You're going places. I'll take care of you. 
you're going to dance in your living room when you have COVID. You're going to come in wait, and wait, break wait, a wait. leg. I'm going to interrupt you. I think this is why um, I started to speak up for myself, right? Yeah. Whether you want to call it um, a woman with an opinion or somebody who is egotistical, narcissistic, it's, it's neither. It's just the fact that I was learning the bullshit. Yeah. And I was so tired of it. And I was tired of going through William Morris, my agent, who was basically calling them out. Like it was exactly what you had said. And then it was like put in writing. And speaking of Dancing with the Stars, we had Ariana Maddox had a fantastic Viennese waltz last night. Was it a Viennese waltz or was she doing? Okay, now I'm starting to get confused. We had her and then we had Charity also had fantastic dances. And we uh, said goodbye to Miro Savino. Oh my gosh, I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Miro Savino? Savino? Samira? How do you pronounce her name? All right, you guys know what I'm talking about. She was fantastic. She did a uh, Mira Sorvino. She did a dance last night with her daughter and the pro judge it was fantastic uh but some drama going on on dancing with the stars photo of mauricio holding hands with emma slater super disrespectful to kyle kyle richards deleting the photo of mauricio and his dance partner on dancing with the stars was intentional it directly connects to the photo of mauricio walking out of an la restaurant holding hands with emma slater so mauricio uh he's on a netflix show about like real estate and his wife uh is kyle richards but i believe they're like on the way out sources close to the estranged couple tell tmz kyle isn't buying what mauricio is selling over the pics he says he was holding hands with Emma because he was overtaken with emotion when he talked to Emma over sushi about fond memories of getting married to Kyle. The story and the motivation just don't hold water. Okay, this is a good example of don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. So so photos came out of, of Mauricio, who's starring on Dancing with the Stars, holding hands with his dance partner, Emma. And then when the photos came out, he says, the reason I was holding her hand is because I was sharing fond memories of getting married to Kyle. That's like, uh, oh, I cheated on my wife. The reason I cheated on my wife is I was reenacting fond memories of my time with my wife. You know, oh my gosh. Uh, uh, Kyle removed a picture of Mauricio and Emma supporting them on Dancing with the Stars from her Instagram feed and not by accident. Everyone's talking about a rumored relationship between Kyle and Morgan Wade, although the two have never confirmed or denied it. So look, I don't know if you guys know these couples. Either way, <laughs> the Mauricio's dance, uh, and for those that are watching on Patreon can see it right here. It ended with him on the ground. I guess, so, uh, and then I guess, this is like an interpretive dancing here. And I mean, it looks like they're in a sex position. I don't know how else to say it. She's sitting on top of him, which is what we would call uh, cow, uh, cowgirl, not reverse cowgirl. This would be cowgirl. Either way, point being, it was wild for network TV. But uh, that's the world we live in, folks. Are you watching Dancing with the Stars? I'll tell you what. Last night, the dancers did a tribute to Len Goodman, who passed away this year. He was head judge Len Goodman. And I have to tell you, they did a classic waltz, and there was not a dry eye in the ballroom. An absolute spectacle if you enjoy the art of dance. And I encourage everyone to watch last night's episode if you haven't already. I don't know what else to say other than to see so many dancers and, you know, um, share in that embrace for a common fatherly figure, if not grandfatherly figure for some of them who passed away. All good things must come to an end, they say. Uh, but in that case, it was nice to see 
them offer a a very emotional tribute to Len Goodman. Uh, speaking of Dancing with the Stars, on this weekend, I am prepared to release my uh, making of my first dance video. You might have seen on Instagram. How, how is Dave going to make this about him? You might have seen on my Instagram, I shared my wedding dance from last year. I learned a, a waltz. Um, I believe it was a waltz, a Viennese waltz. Uh, I did it with my wife on the dance floor for all of our friends and family. Well, we actually had the help of a professional dancer who has toured with Dancing with the Stars. And I'm going to share with you guys the behind the scenes making of that dance. So you can see me stepping on my wife's toes, my fiance at the time, and you can see some of the emotional stress and joy and all the things that come along with learning how to dance. Uh, That'll all be over the weekend on our new vlog channel, uh, I believe it's called Tasha Courtney and Dave Neal do fun things. I'll post a link to that below. Um, and we'll have un- other content coming your way regarding, uh, life moves. You know, we're thinking about buying a home, this and that. So if you want to see some, uh, some non bachelor content, that's where you can go to do that. Well, we made it to the end here. Look guys, I'm in a predicament. I need all your support. I don't know exactly what I need yet, but if people are going to come after me, I fully expect the whole army to back me because I know how loyal you guys have been. So hang tight, stay prepared, and we'll get ready to see what the future holds. In the meantime, it's with so much gratitude that I thank you for listening and supporting the channel. Until next time, I'm Dave Neal, and this is Bachelor Rush Hour.